Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Red Pill Your Healthcast. My name is Dr. Charlie Fagenholtz, and I'm here with your favorite nurse, Lauren Johnson. And we have a very timely podcast this week because last week, Lauren was attacked by an OBGYN or multiple because she said that folic acid isn't in our highest good. How ridiculous is this world that we're living in? Absolutely insane. I know. So this- it's that's it's absolutely a, that's a completely accept the thing and and a lot of OBGYNs and mid and midwifery like they they accept folate and they are okay with that and then to be attacked for that it just didn't really make sense 100 <laughs> percent and, and and it caused Lauren to have to go to a private profile which now delays the ebook which I'm so excited to read um which is just a tragedy honestly I mean it's it's something small but it's something that just should never take place so while she was getting attacked by the OBGYNs and that whole clan of people, I was attacked by some PhD that uh, was saying that our amino acids uh, have nothing to do with our brain neurotransmitters um, and talking about uh, how much of pseudoscience I speak because uh, you know that I'm just a quack. And, uh, and when, they, when they can't attack the message, they attack the messenger. That's what it always is. Yeah. And so... Um, it was a fun week to say the least. And, and, <laughs> and this is a timely episode because what are we going to talk about this week? Birth control. And I'm sure the OBGYNs will love this one. Yep. So let's, let's talk a little bit about what birth control does. We're going to break it up so that we talk about the, the havoc it's wreaking on your system and we'll label that out. Then we'll talk about the history of birth control, and then we'll talk about what you can do if you're on birth control to help with what it's doing with you. And also, if you want to get off birth control, we have other methods um, that we recommend you take a look at. So Lauren, let's talk a little bit about what it's doing to our body. I'll let you kind of start it off, and then we'll just have a nice conversation about it. Yeah, well, I think to understand birth control, let's start with... Should we start with like the history of it? Yeah, it, it makes so, more sense. Now that you say it out loud, it makes more sense. Start the history. Okay. So, and we, and we can do whatever we want. So, we can do whatever you yeah, want. We can talk about however we want. Okay. <laughs> so, birth control, a lot of people kind of attribute the origins of birth control to Margaret Sanger because she was somebody who really started talking about birth control devices in 1916. Mm-hmm. And then in 1920, so if you, if you've heard of Margaret Sanger, she is the, uh, I guess the, the, the creator of Planned Parenthood, um, which you assume is like pro women, like very good for women. Uh, but it's, it's really got its, its origins in not so good things. Yep. A quote from Margaret Sanger. Kind of like the original Bill Gates a little bit, like trying to like go. depopulate the planet. there you go okay so margaret sanger said in 1920 that birth control is nothing more or less than the facilitation of the process of weeding out the unfit and of preventing the birth of defectives she was a eugenics um, believer and wanted to basically stop the people who were defective in quotation marks uh from reproducing and so and she was a racist that that was that has been proven um and so this is really where this started and if you think about that and then you look at when birth control was first approved by the fda in 1960 it had a massive whopping dose of hormones i mean now the birth control now is like maybe a third of the dose of hormones that it was then um and it caused all these issues for women that we're still seeing today and is has it really liberated women? Has it really 
helped women um, in the uh, it, it it has prevented, you know, it has helped women not to get be, become pregnant, but no. it has put on chains of health issues, of chronic yes. gut issues. And I am one of those women. So when I say this, I'm not in saying this in like a judgmental, like you should take birth control. Like I'm saying this as a woman who was put on birth control at 15 for period issues and did not stop until I was 26 ish. And my OBGYN was totally fine with the fact that I wasn't having any periods at all anymore. And so which, which brings up the fact that a pill bleed is not a period. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a withdrawal bleed. It is not the same thing as a period. You're not having the same fluctuations. You're not ovulating and you do need to ovulate because if you yeah. don't ovulate, it's going to lead to estrogen dominance and all these other things. So we'll go into that more later, but yeah. there was initially a lot of people who were against birth, the birth control, uh, birth control being used. So Barbara Seaman, Barbara Seaman came out with a, she's a medical journalist. And in 1969, she came out with a book called the doctor's case against the pill, which showed that it put women at increased risk of blood clots, heart attacks, strokes, and cancer. And that was at the higher dose of hormones. But guess what? We're still seeing that today with the Nuva ring and with all these other hormones uh, that are lower doses, but we're still seeing that. And it's because it is a synthetic hormone that is stopping the brain from communicating with the ovaries. And when we do that, we are going to cause ripple effects in the body, right? Yes, absolutely. And so, I mean, just to take a bird's eye view at it, I've said this countless times on different podcasts and and Q and A's and things like that. Whenever we try to quote unquote, improve society or make things convenient or automate something, you have to ask the question at what cost to our health right now, Females are very hormonal. <laughs> it sounds offensive, but it's true. It is. Very, it, very, it should be celebrated. It's not something 100%. that percent. Yeah. And so if you are going to synthetically shift that, how can you not see what's about to happen to you for years to come? I mean, just like, you don't have to be a doctor. You don't have to be a nurse. You don't have to, you can be an eighth grader and you can go in front of the eighth grade class and say, this is what females usually do. You think it's a good idea to synthetically change that? They're going to immediately say, no, doesn't sound like a good idea. So it doesn't take like this, like 12 years of school, Ivy League type brain to realize ain't a good idea. And so yeah. You know, yeah, let's talk a little bit about what it's doing. Yeah. So we see that one in five teenage girls are put on birth control for reasons other, or I'm sorry, 33% of teenage girls are put on birth control for non-pregnancy prevention reasons. One in five teenage girls are on birth control, but birth control use before 19 increases the lifetime risk of depression. When Mm. you are on birth control, you are at 23% more likely to be be prescribed an antidepressant. Risk for Crohn's disease increases by 300%. You also have an increased sex hormone binding globulin. So what does that cause? That will cause no libido. Nope. That will cause ripple effects throughout the body. Also, birth control is classified as a, as a group one carcinogen by the IARC. Not that they should be like celebrated. I'm not saying that that's like an awesome group, but if they've acknowledged that this, these birth control pills are carcinogens, yep. why is that not like headline news somewhere? Because people want to have pleasure and have no responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where we get, we, we could go into like a whole cultural thing right now. Oh, uh, yeah. And maybe we should do a podcast on that because I do feel like that's something that we just, no one wants to feel any, any bad things anymore. And it's like that actually 
I mean, it does help. I mean, yep. going throughout life, it, it you know, hard things is not a bad thing. Anyways, let's let's stay on the topic of birth control. <laughs> um, but people want to feel pleasure and they don't want to uh, suffer the consequences. And it's, yes. I, I get it. It's hard, but like you, you got to understand that this will have ripple effects throughout the body and throughout your health. I suffered from health gut issues for years because, yep. and I and I want to. It, it's not. I'm not going to say it's just that, but I will say it's a big contributing factor. Um, yep. And that is why, and that, and one reason for that is because birth control depletes riboflavin, B6, B12, folate, vitamin C, magnesium, and zinc. Guess what you need for mood stability? You need those. Right. You need yep. you need them for regular periods. You need them for um, ovulation. You need them for pregnancy. So wonder why we're seeing so many women having a hard time getting pregnant. It's not just that, but it's a, it's definitely a contributing factor, right? Yeah, and and those are essential for immune system function. They're also essential for building healthy blood. You need vitamin C and B12 to absorb iron. And so now if you have something that's depleting your blood, you can't carry healthy nutrients. And it's just, it's such a ripple effect. And it's so, it's so commonly used. Uh, It still blows my mind. Like I, I know this stuff. And even when I say it out loud, I'm like, man, this is like insane. (laughs) Well, and the issue is, okay, so like 25% of women aged 15 to 44 are on oral contraception. Mm-hmm. But the issue is that the re- like they just keep putting women on it for like everything. Yeah. Acne, you have anxiety, you have, yeah. you have hormonal headaches, you have ovarian cysts, you have PCOS, you have endometriosis, you have fibroids, you have what else? What I mean, like anything. Like, all of it. Literally all of it. Cystic acne. I mean, it's it's literally like they're they're using it like they do antibiotics for hormones. Yep. Yep. And they, you know, it 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 actually will make those things worse, especially once you go off of it, because it's like everything's coming back to life. It it is not the solution. It is really just going to shut things down and then cause further problems later in life. Yeah. And and so just like the basic mechanism is it's, it's flooding your body full of artificial estrogen and progesterone. And so now, yep. And so it's, it basically suppresses our own body, our body's production of our own. It's like a negative feedback loop. And what that does is it prevents ovulation and it thins the lining of your uterus. And this will absolutely 100% lead into estrogen dominance, which is an absolute, I don't even know, epidemic pandemic. What I I always get them all, uh, Every single Everywhere. Woman. And I had women that were not even on birth control or had not even been on birth control and they still had estrogen dominance. And it's because of all the chemicals and everything we're exposed to, but you yeah. add on, you add on in the pesticides and the fragrance and all of it, you add on birth control and you are setting up a recipe for major issues and yes. cancer eventually and increased heart issues. Absolutely. And, and if, if uh, husbands or guys are listening to this podcast, know that it's affecting you too, because if the person that you're sleeping with is on this stuff, you are exposed to different mucus from the female and all of those hormones are in that mucus. So now you're also going to be on birth control, so to speak, because of the close contact you have. I always say, if you were, if you have a hard time getting, uh, getting over infections, check your house or check your spouse. And this is no different. If, if there is someone on hormone replacement, birth control, it gets from one person to the next. That is such a good point because man, how many, that's a whole nother topic of the decreasing testosterone rates and, yes. um, and, and 
other gender things that we have seen yeah. come to light that we yeah. see these we see um people struggling with both men and women and it's or boys and girls as they like to say um but <laughs> that's a, see what let's okay that's gonna well, go we, we, well, you and i were talking you and i were talking huh? we were talking before about like what's the most common denominator in people that attack us on instagram they always have pronouns in their profiles yeah uh, I, I call them the pronoun people it's just like as soon as you see that you lose all credibility in my eyes i know i know and i and i i love everybody i i really I, i'm not going we're not saying this out of hate it is more just there are if you don't see the medical issues that are present when Correct. this is happening to especially to younger like in middle school well there's also an agenda that is being forced on our children. Um, yes. but, um, it's also, there's also a factor of all the estrogen, estrogenization of our right. children, um, and of boys, um, and, um, and of girls causing, you know, all these other issues, um, that we really need to, to deal with. Yeah. There, there's a good documentary called the disappearing male. And it talks about how, um, we're just getting pumped so full of estrogen that, you know, males are not males, what they used to be. And so birth control is a big piece. And even if you are a male and not taking it, if you are with a female who's on it, you're going to be exposed to it. So, and if you're a male and you have fatty liver disease, think about that. Bingo. That is a big factor. Absolutely. So we talked about it depleting the certain B vitamins, which ironically, those B vitamins is what helps get rid of toxic estrogen, the B6, the folate B12. You need them for your liver to function. It's 100%. It's it because in a nutshell, how you get rid of toxic estrogen is methylation. Yep. Oh, and methylation. And birth control. I found a study that birth control does increase homocysteine, homocysteine yes. levels because Absolutely. you need magnesium and, and B vitamins in order to keep that in range. Absolutely. So now let me talk a little bit about what I see clinically. I will tell you, I can tell what females are on birth control by looking at their skin. They'll yeah, have a yeah. ton of cherry angiomas. Cherry angiomas is a sign of liver congestion through estrogen dominance. Now, when you say that, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna have a question that comes up. Yeah. But my, my child has cherry angiomas. Yeah. And they can get it in utero. I mean, think about how many yep. chemicals are found in the umbilical cord. Right. Those are all estrogen. What did you say? Estrogenizing? Is that, estrogen, is that a word right now? Estrogenization. I don't know if that's a word, but I do feel like it is a thing. Yes. Um, <laughs> I think people, I think people, it's kind of like the, um, hear what we mean, not what we say type thing. You know, people get it. They know what we're trying I think, to say. I think they get it. Yeah, maybe, maybe if that OBGYN is listening to this, she might discredit us right away for saying that, but she's probably also irritated that you said folate instead of folic acid as well. Yes. So I will always see that. Um, I will see a ton of liver congestion. Um, and liver tumors, yeah. liver cysts. That Absolutely. Yep. Cysts yep. are huge. I mean, huge. Cysts, estrogen dominance leads to cysts. And what else it does is as soon as I see a female when I'm, I'm working and I pick up liver and ovaries and i pick up yeast infection candida my first question is how long have you been on birth control without them even telling me because what yeast is fed by is estrogen and what that also does is thicken your blood so now you have this thick blood that makes people if your blood is thick it makes you prone to yeast infections that that's a clinical pearl there i definitely um, love my clinical pearls and one is you know, I, I talk about fingernail diagnosis and tongue diagnosis. And on the fingernails, if you don't have any moons, um, you should never have them on your pinky. 
but the, they're also called uh, lunulas, but everyone knows them as the moons. If you have low moons, that means you have low blood oxygen, which means that you have thick blood. You are prone to candida fungal infections yep. and, and birth control creates that. Now, everyone also risk of candidiasis. So there was a university of Michigan study that showed it doubles the risk of candidiasis. Yeah, 50% more. That's, I mean, and, that's significant, especially how many women are put on drugs after that. Yeah. And more, it's like a, it never, and, and, and steroids be, it, they, yep. because what happens is estrogen makes you more TH2 dominant, which makes you have more allergies, which they give you steroids and steroids feeds yeast. So it's a never ending loop of chronic fungal. And what does fungus do? It, it produces ammonia. What does that do? brain fog. I mean, it's just, it so is a vicious there's a reason why I developed allergies and tons of acid reflux after I got off birth control. Hmm. Yeah. When I had never had allergies before in my life. That's hmm. right. That's right. And so, and then what, you know, Lauren, and I've already talked, what is the, what could be the end result is breast, cervical cancer, all these different cancers that Heart are estrogen. Yeah. Uh, and it thickens blood. So you're going to have a way big increase in blood clotting and strokes. And what else has been injected into people lately that is causing strokes and myocarditis? Imagine a 15 or 60 year old female who's been on birth control and she goes and gets her, uh, her vaccine so that she's doing her part and making everyone around her feel safe. And then they boost her up a few times and now she drops dead. Please and now I'm the conspiracy theorist. No, please know that he said doing her part in quotation marks. Um, yes, yes. In quotation marks. We do not believe that has anything to do with doing her part. You know, I actually... This was 12 years ago. I had a teenage girl in the, in the pediatric ICU who was on birth control, was smoking and had, was her lungs were riddled with clots. Mm. Riddled. She was in the ICU. Now she ended up being okay, but goodness gracious, do we really need more stories like that to, to show? And she did smoke, but like, it, it couldn't even been that much. Like it, no. the risk for clots increased massively with birth control. And you, you just don't want to play that game. Like the saying that I always say is whenever I'm not doing something, I say, homie, don't play that. You don't want to play that either. Trust me. It is not a fun game to play. Nope. Uh, the, the last thing I had written down was similar to the uh, sex globulin um, binding protein that you were talking about is thyroid uh, binding globulin. And, and what estrogen does is it clogs that receptor, which makes your body less likely to absorb active thyroid hormones. Now you have thyroid issues. What happens with thyroid issues? A ton of stuff, but one is you can't maintain pregnancy. Or so get I'm sure, right? What'd you say? Or get pregnant. Exactly. A lot of times, or there's, I think there's been, it's linked to a higher TSH. Will if it's out of range, it will decrease the likelihood of pregnancy in general. Just even. Yeah. And the person who would like to hear that is Margaret Sanger. That's like music to her ear. She doesn't yep. want people pregnant. She wants to reduce the population. And I have I'll studies that I'm going to put in the show notes that, that show all of this, because I yeah. found, an, I found another one that, that linked birth control use to hypothyroidism, you know, no. it is just, it's all connected. Yes. And so when I see this clinic, let's talk about what we would do, um, clinically and supplement wise and things like that. And then we'll get into what, what other quote unquote birth control methods can, um, girls yep. do. Yep. So. I, my first take always is get rid of that chronic yeast infection always. And so I always will test golden thread Supreme on every single person because it's anti yeast, but it also has berberine in there, which helps with blood sugar regulation, which goes with estrogen dominance. Yeah. But don't take, um, well, 
technically can't take a golden thread if you are pregnant or breastfeeding. So I'll switch it over to Scutellaria Supreme. Yep. And so that's the first thing I'll do. Um, And then I want to increase their methylation. So I will use Vervita Inspiracel. Um, that has all the B vitamins in there. It has methyl donors because it has beetroot in there. Beets are great at do- um, at donating methyl donors like choline, things like that, um, or, or betaine more so. Um, and so I always want to upregulate the, the methylation. I want to decrease the fungus. And then I also want to help get rid of that toxic estrogen. And so that's when I'll throw in something like artichoke or rosemary supreme if you are breastfeeding or pregnant. Um, and within InspireCell is all that stuff we named B6, folate, uh, B12, zinc, vitamin C and magnesium. So it's a nice one that kind of hits all bases. Would you maybe need more of a certain one like vitamin C or zinc? Possibly, but that's why we want you to find a provider in your area that can um, test you on things like this using frequency medicine for your specifics. These are the general what helps most people, but it is not a one size fits all. Yeah, I do think going on and saying like an organ, um, like beef liver or organ yes. capsules would be okay because those are whole food B vitamins. And so guys, I'm still replenishing my B vitamins from years of birth control use. I do take organs or I eat organs, but as far, I also am on, um, you know, B vitamins because I am still replenishing those stores. And so I will say that I really love like beef organs after um, birth control or during, even if you're on it still, and you don't want to come off of it, then that would be something to think about. And of course, getting your blood tested to check for B vitamin levels. I like to see B vitamin levels in the upper third of the range for lab core. Cause as we both, as we both know, the lab core ranges are not, or any lab ranges are based off of a sick population. And so they're, they're just really wide ranges and they don't, they don't like everything looks normal. Well, that's because they're not really good functional ranges. You want the optimal ranges. And so upper third of the B for B vitamins and then for zinc as well. And, and how you said that you're still replenishing your B vitamins. I'll say that we are all replenishing our B vitamins and vitamin C because they're water soluble. So if we don't get enough of them, we're peeing them out regardless. And so most people are deficient in vitamin C and B vitamins because they don't eat properly. Uh, they don't eat the organs. They don't take proper supplementation. Um, and so there's fat soluble versus water soluble vitamins. Like fat soluble vitamins are like vitamin A and E and D and K which can be stored in our fat. But if they're water soluble, you'll just pee them out each day. So if you're not replenishing them, you're fighting an uphill battle in the first place. Then if you go on birth control, now you're really like, you're like six feet deep trying to get up the hill, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. And other, other things that I do think are really helpful with, with birth control or after like digestive enzymes and bitters, Mm -hmm. things to help you break down food and absorb those nutrients. You know, I love like milk thistle and dandelion um, I am drinking a, a dandelion herbal infusion as we speak. Um, I love, love those types of things. Um, and then castor oil packs. I, that was something that was like a light bulb for me mm. that really helped. And so I do say to start really slow. Cause if you are like new to it, you're going to put yourself into like a flu or just not feeling too well the next few days, start with like, you know, 20, 30 minutes, a couple of times a week, and then move up. Some people will eventually go to overnight um, and that's fine. Um, but just make sure you start slow, know yourself, know how you feel. Yeah. Remember um, it's it, like we always say, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. The, yeah. the healing journey never stops. So take your time, do what feels good to you. You can experiment a little bit, but go slow, slow and steady wins this race. Yep. So 
what can people do, Lauren, if they're like, man, you guys just ripped birth control for the last 25 minutes and I'm rethinking my whole life right now. And what other methods can I do to be safe? I still want to have sex. I still, you know, have my boyfriend, my husband, whatever the the case is. Um, And I don't want to get pregnant. And um, birth control is convenient. But now I'm really thinking maybe getting cancer later on or thick blood or a chronic candida infection doesn't sound like the route I want to go. What can people do? So... It's not going to be like this, like one perfect solution. Um, I will say that there are some alternative things you're going to hear about in the market. Fexi is one of them. It's like a gel, I think that you use like before it is shown to change the pH of um, the vagina and cause more yeast infections. It it's really expensive too Mm. for each use. And it just doesn't seem like a good alternative. I don't know if we've mentioned, I can't remember if we mentioned IUDs. IUDs have systemic effects. They are the same thing. They're still synthetic hormones. They still are, you see them on imaging in the breast, the hormones. Yeah. And so that is still included here. What other types of birth control? Well, I'm, I'm, before you keep going, I'm glad you brought that up because I totally forgot. Um, I will have patients come in and they'll say, well, I was taking oral contraceptives, but now I have my IUD. And what that will do from a applied kinesiology chiropractic standpoint is it'll shut off your adductor muscles, which is in your inner thighs, and it'll subluxate what's called the pubic bone. And neurologically, anytime you affect muscles, you affect the organ that shares the same nerve supply and vice versa. And so the nerve supply that um, where the actors are, the adductors are related to is your liver. And so again, the liver is just taking a beating and we can now see why the organ that's really responsible for most of blood sugar imbalances is just taking a beating all day, every day. Right. So right. They're not, they're not better than oral contraception. Um, just, yeah. And then if you wonder why women can't lose weight, if they're, if they're trying to, they're low thyroid and yeah. their blood sugars that out of balance. Like it's, it's all related. Yeah. Um, copper IUDs are commonly given as a solution for non-hormonal birth control, but they, a lot of times really do cause heavy periods. Yes. And later or during, they can cause copper toxicity. Which shuts down your adrenal glands significantly. Yes, it is. And you'll see a lot of hair loss. Um, I They also increase the risk of bacterial vaginosis. Hmm. And um, I get a lot of questions about that on Instagram when I do my Q&As and my stories. BV, I get all the time, yeah. all the time. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, well, and I think there's like lots of reasons for that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could do like a whole women's health podcast. That would be awesome. Um, but yeah, I, it definitely copper will increase your estrogen and that can lead to more estrogen dominance, um, increase yes. ovarian cyst and cancer. So I don't think that copper IUDs are a solution either personally. So what are, what is the solution? So I really love a woman knowing her body, mm. knowing when she is fertile. You, you guys, you're only fertile, like a few days out of the month. Yep. Um, even if you're teaching this to your 16 year old daughter, Hey, that's awesome. I'm going to be teaching this to my, my, my almost seven year old when, you know, when she starts her period, this is not that you're fertile, but just that like, Hey, this is when this is, this is what's happening at this time of your cycle. This is an important yep. thing to know. You're going to give her proper education. That's missing yeah. in all of the school systems. And it should be celebrated. And it's not yes. a bad thing. Cause that's how we were created. But I, it's, it's like something where it's like, it's been deemed to be not a good thing right. um, to know your cycle. And, and I do think that that's an important thing. So um, you're only fertile a few days a month and to track your, to track that 
it is best to track your temperatures um, daily as soon as you wake up. So as soon as you wake up, you track your temperature. So you can do this manually with like a chart. Um, there's like natural family planning and uh, FAM is another. I am not going to be the go-to resource on that. I can I will provide some education, some links, some resources for that because that's not me. Um, but I do um, I do love the Lady Comp. It is mm. a device that you literally it sits on your bedside table. You put it in, you um, like turn it on and you just take your temperature um, every morning and your temperature under your tongue or armpit under your tongue Um, every morning. As soon as you wake up, um, you want to at least sleep for three hours, um, Mm -hmm. but it will track your temperature and then it will shut. It will flash green. If you're good, it will flash yellow or red. If you know, not so good. Um, Do on the red days, definitely (laughs) need to be um, more aware of that. Uh, but when you're getting, when it's getting to know your cycle, it takes two or three months to get to know your cycle. And so, then so you're saying that if it's red, then you're more fertile in those times. It's like ovulation. So if you want to get pregnant, it could yes. be a great way to, to, to reverse use it. Um, yes, yeah. definitely. Um, and so I really like that. I'll post the link for it in the show notes. Um, I hadn't used it and I did start using it a few months ago. I really do like it. It does make it easy to mm. really, you just, you just put it. And then I also like being able to track your temperature. Your temperature yeah. is a, it's a really important measure of the body, right? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. It's like metabolism, thyroid, all of that. It's yeah. everything. I mean, think about, you know, everyone, as soon as you think of your temperature, everyone thinks fever. Um, and so in fever sickness, it's your body regulating itself. So your temperature is a really good gauge for so many physiological processes in the body. Like you said, thyroid, um, all that immune system, everything. Yeah. And I mean, the lady comp is, it's a few hundred dollars. It's not cheap. Um, but I will say guys like, but in the long run, in the long run, how, how expensive is cancer? How expensive is, you know, going from doctor to doctor when they can't figure out what the heck's going on with you? Or is your birth control copay? Right. I mean, let's, sure. you know, so, um, let's think about that. So we've talked about things to do. You could do during things that you could do after yeast is a big one, nutrient replenishment, yes. supporting the liver, um, addressing and addressing yeast and blood sugar regulation. We haven't mentioned foods too much other than the livers, but guys, the blood sugar regulation, limit processed foods, eat whole foods yeah. as much as possible. Yeah. I mean, don't make it more complicated than it has to be. Just, you know, if you're eating something healthy, you know, you're eating something not healthy. And if, if, if you don't, you're lying to yourself, you know, what's supposed to be healthy, what's not healthy. Um, you know, don't go to McDonald's or Taco Bell when you're drinking on the weekend, because it reminds you of high school days when you would pick out at Wendy's or something like that. Um, (laughs) just, you know, yes, you know, you, you, I'm talking from experience, obviously. Yeah. yeah, I'm obviously speaking from experience on that one. <laughs> okay, so I have one more thing to say. So they will the pharmaceutical ads on the on the TV that which were the only one of two countries in the world that allows that. I don't know. New Zealand is the other one, but either yeah. way, the pharmaceutical ads on the TV will have you believing that birth control is it's fine. They will say, and it this is quote from a commercial. Did you know there is no medical need to have a period? <laughs> they are trying to make it. Mm. like there's no differences between a man and a woman um hey have you seen that anywhere um they're programming you you need to ovulate you need to have your period this is is how you were created this is how the body was is meant to function deviating from that is going to have consequences down the road and so and i've suffered them and i'm sure other many of you have and it's not fun and if you haven't, that's great. I still would think about some liver support and some gut support, but at the same time, like 
you know, you have to make the best decision for yourself. I just want you to know that your period is important. Yes. Knowing your body, you knowing your cycle, you trusting your body is, is what I really want to preach here. Yeah. The, the same people who are telling you that your period doesn't matter. Are the same people are saying the best way to build your immune system is to wear a mask. Put, put that, that in a perspective. Yeah. Put that into perspective. I mean, aren't you done listening to these clowns for the last two, three years? It's been going on for so much longer. Now it's just brought to your awareness because everyone's so COVID obsessed that now you're like, you're a lot of people are waking up and for good reason, because the clown show has always been the circus. You just weren't aware of it because you didn't think differently, but that's what this podcast is, is for you to think differently, to think logically. Um, it's great to have everyone here. It really is. This is so much fun. I'm so glad we did. Yeah. I know this is our first podcast of the new year. Yeah, I think, right? It is. It is. Yeah. So, and with the first podcast since uh, Dr. Charlie has introduced a new member of his family. Yes. Yes. We had a home birth uh, the day after Christmas. Um, our, my second child that I caught in a birthing tub with my first daughter standing next to me, who's not even three years old yet. Um, magical. If you ever, uh, if you're pregnant now or going to be pregnant, definitely consider home birth. There is nothing like the experience of a home birth. Um, amazing midwives, doulas, the whole shebang, uh, something you'll never forget. I mean, it's, it's a bucket list, uh, that I didn't even know I, um, put on a bucket list was to catch your own children at home, which is just so fascinating. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. So, and then, and then I followed up the next week, this week with doing a whole, uh, membership, uh, video on vaccines and why everyone should go listen to it because now you don't have to be the conspiracy theorist. You can understand the basic mechanism of why vaccines are not a good idea. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about the history of vaccines and some yes. of the things about each one of them in the beginning of this, of this podcast, you can go back and listen to them. They are titled oh. the elephant in the room, but his video really goes into the biological processes and like why you, that may not be a good idea. And it's a really great one to just un, to be able to understand the whole topic of vaccines and just in oh. general. And he explains it at a level that where like a lay anybody who doesn't have a medical knowledge can understand. And I yeah. think that'll be really helpful for a lot of people. And that's why I did it because it's, it's a very, they try to make it complicated. Uh, but if you just break it down into basic immunology, like we're doing with hormones right here, yeah. um, it can't be refuted. Like it cannot be rebuttaled. Um, and so that's what we're trying to bring you guys in in this podcast, uh, in the membership, things like that, in Lauren's ebook that's coming out. We're just trying to give you knowledge in a world that's drowning in information and starving for knowledge. So we're trying to fill that void, give you some stuff that we see works clinically, make you think in a different way. Um, because if we don't think in a different way, I'm scared to what's going to go on in this world and for our children. And uh, we don't stand for that. So we're assuming if you're listening to this, you don't either. And we're so grateful for you guys to be listening to this each week. We try to come out with it each week. Um, and 2023 is going to be a hell of a year. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited. Yep. Me too. And thank you guys. We are over a hundred thousand downloads and we've just been doing this for, I guess now four months, yep. uh, September, October. Yeah. Four months. And so that's awesome. Thank yeah, you guys so, so much. appreciative. Um, and before we go, Lauren has to read her famous. Oh yeah. I almost forgot. Okay, this is not meant to be medical advice. This is meant to be educational. Please consult your healthcare provider before changing anything. I think in the future, we'll just like auto record that and then we'll just have that playing at the end. 
Uh, when we become more professional podcasters. Yeah. Um, when we become, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right now we like to sit in our homes on zoom and just have a conversation. Um, we've had many people reach out wanting to be interviewed and, and all that stuff. And we just feel like right now, the energy we need is just two people who just want the best for everybody. And just to have a nice conversation that you guys can listen to um, and tell your friends and things like that. So um, again, thank you all. We love you all. Uh, we hope you had a great Christmas and new year's. Uh, and let's make 2023 the best year yet, especially in our health, because health, as I always say, is the great equalizer. It does not matter how rich or poor you are. It will equalize you in your tracks. And you'll say the famous thing. I wish I would have known, uh, known so or whatever. So again, thank you. And we will see y'all in the next one. Bye guys.